Hi, folks. Welcome back to Good to Game Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about the book of Bubba Fett that just aired this past, was it Wednesday? Yep. So that's what we're going to get into. And welcome to the show. Let's start with Vance. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Enjoy my two days off. Awesome. Awesome. And Clint, what's up, my man in Ireland? This is, that's what he allegedly, tells us. Allegedly, right. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly in Ireland. In Ireland. <laughs> I bought uh, Tesco brand cookies today, but they call them biscuits over here. Is that like, is that, does that help me with my credibility? Cost me like 80 cents or something like that. Like, sweets. I don't know. Maybe you need to hold them up to the camera. Right. If they'll let you out of the room. BRB. Right. <laughs> BRB, gentlemen. Be right back. Right. Right. He has to get, he has to get permission from the guard first. Guard. So guard. Right. right. He said he walks every day. Yeah. With a, with a group of yeah. people. Yeah. We saw the courtyard down there. Right. <laughs> Chain gang. <laughs> In case you're wondering, we can see Clint on his computer camera. His room is a narrow, narrow white room. <laughs> Nothing on the walls. Right. <laughs> it looks suspiciously as a very confining space if you get my drift. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. This story of visiting family in Ireland, I don't know. Right. Always, uh, <laughs> you know, his camera's always bad, you know, because of the concrete around him. <laughs> and you know notice you know you know he always comes here and says hey guys you only got 30 minutes yeah we know why <laughs> i i realize that i'm so happy that i bought the tesco brand i just need you to read this the name of the the of the uh of the brand of, of uh biscuit here tesco ginger nuts <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is how they do cookies. It's one sleeve. All right. Let's get into this book of Bubba Fett. So first episode dropped and Mm -hmm. Vance, you're the one that uh, reminded me about this show. What do you think? How did you like it? How did it start off for you? We start off uh, great. You know, it's like, you know, you see him hanging inside of this desert worm, you know, he's like, man, like how he get out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you see how he gets out and, uh, I think you know, like start off great, you know, with with some um, you know, flashbacks and little glimpse of uh, you know, history and stuff like that of what he been through, kind of how he got to the situation. So I love the show so far. If you're a Star Wars fan and you remember the um, third movie of Return of the Jedi, when Luke Skywalker goes to Jabba the Hutt's palace to rescue uh, Leia, they get captured and taken out to the desert, and uh, and they're going to get thrown into that. Whatever that thing is, that gigantic sandworm mouth in the in the desert, and they end up having a battle over that mouth, and all the dudes are falling into the into the creature's maw, and you know Bubba Fett, who's there, ends up going getting knocked in there. So that's basically where the show is kind of picking up from, right? It, yeah, he's in the stomach. They actually show the scene where he's in the stomach, and he has to try and get out. Uh, I thought that was a pretty good callback. Uh, right, Clint. I know All you're right. not a big Star Wars guy, but uh, did, did did it leave you confused? Did you were you scratching your head what you were watching? Are you ready for my one word review on the entire series? Because I could just knock it out right now. You ready for it? <laughs> Go for it. Garbage. 
<laughs> I am not at all interested in this going on. I can tell you that I won uh, a couple of games of Clash Royale while I was watching it, quote unquote. I think I legitimately dislike Star Wars. It's not just that like I don't care for it. It's like I literally don't like it. I don't understand it because I was looking at this and I thought there's nothing at all going on that is of any interest to me whatsoever. I saw the guy in the in the belly of the beast you know, blasting his way out of or whatever. And thought, okay, cool. I don't know what it is, man. It just, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, what's the phrase? It doesn't tickle my fancy. I just, I couldn't, mm. I couldn't care less about Star Wars or what they're doing. I, I bet I can guess what your favorite um, genre is. What's that? Prison escape films. Oh. I bet you love Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> the Shawshank Redemption is one of the best movies that have ever existed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the world, sir. Okay. Uh, if, so, if Shawshank Redemption is on TV, I'm going to make these kids watch it. I'm going to make my nephews and my niece watch Shawshank Redemption. Mm, I wouldn't. <laughs> They're like teenagers now. They have like, oh man, Vance, their mouths, they have such horrible potty mouths. Like, mm. it's it's literally to the point where my, my 14-year-old niece was uh, editing herself. She's like, oh yeah. It, like, I, oh, I, I was going to say a bad word. And then her brothers will like, you know, say a bad word at her like why wouldn't you just effing say it or something like that and she goes well because uncle clint says he'll curse but only when it's appropriate <laughs> like <laughs> you kids literally every word out of their mouth is bad they can watch shawshank mm. so the question <laughs> is what what show do you like clint the first five seasons of game of thrones i've seen the first three seasons of game of thrones it was cool just didn't draw me in but star wars is like so pretty much every show no matter what you watch is good versus evil. That's how it breaks down. Star Wars is just kind of like in like another dimension of good versus evil. But that's what it boils down to. You have, you know, you have the Jedi's who pretty much want to save the world. Do you have everybody else? You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know why you don't like it. It's, it's the greatest, it's the greatest good versus evil uh, out there, man. I don't get it, man. I just don't. It just doesn't. It just doesn't hit for me. I'll, I'll put it this way: full series. Like probably my favorite full series just off the top of my head was probably Breaking Bad. Did you ever watch that, Vance? I've seen a couple of seasons that didn't draw me in. Uh, And Tony, you've seen all of it, haven't you? Uh, I've seen the majority of it. I could see where somebody like you would enjoy that movie or that TV series, considering where you're at now. It's it's so good, dude. I mean, it's amazingly (laughs) good. I don't know, man. Just this whole thing with... Boba Fett is a bounty hunter, right? That's his thing. Right. But he's not in this, right? I'm I'm watching him. He's like the leader of something, but then he's obviously a new leader and he's like going to do it differently. Right. What we're seeing is that he's basically taking over Jabba the Hutt's crime syndicate. I mean, he was a crime lord and he's taking that position. We don't know how he's gotten that position, how he convinced everybody to, you know, accept him. In that so, position, would he have killed Jabba? No, uh, you remember uh, Jabba the Hutt died from Princess Leia. Then the guy, I forget his name, but the guy that came after Jabba the Hutt is who um, Boba Fett took over. But so, like you said, so he's coming in doing it a different way, but don't forget the teacher from Breaking Bad. You remember he was doing things a different way. So it's like, so once you start looking at different shows and just looking at the the bottom line, it's he said, look, this is there's a better way to you know, do your drugs is better way to sell your drugs. So that's what Boba Fett is saying. Like there's a better way to rule than just coming in here and slaughtering people. Like you can, 
you can be nice but still rule with a firm hand. I, I really appreciate you breaking this down into my language for me, Vance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because like, you know how what would I mean, what would Walter White do? Can we put that on some bracelets? WWWD. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's an unusual approach, what he's trying to do. Like, they're at one, at one point taking tribute from all these people. And he was getting outright insulted by a couple of them. And right. he, you know, I'm thinking, they're disrespecting you in your own palace, basically. Right. You can't let that go unanswered. And he basically was just, like, letting them walk out with no repercussion. I mean, I, to me, that's, like, spelling big-time trouble for yourself. So... Is this a prequel, guys? Is this in the past, or is this supposed to be the current, whatever Boba Fett is doing currently in the world? So this is right around the same time as the third movie of the Return of the Jedi. I, I don't know if it's after the destruction right. of the Death Star uh, so, for the second time. So I guess my question is, is this the continuation of Boba Fett's story, or is this a throwback to how he became Boba Fett? Well, you remember um, in The Mandalorian where, you know, where it talks about, you know, like the Jedis and how, you know, it's like it's not, you know, too many of them left or whatever like that. So I want to say this is before uh, like that time period. But like Tony said, right after Return of the Jedi. He uh, is this the guy that gets like cloned a bajillion times? Is that him? I believe so. OK, but then did that already happen or do we not have enough context yet to know in the show? That happened in like when they did the the prequel movies. Uh, that I think they referenced that in like number two, because there's actually a scene in this in this uh, where he as a young boy. So it wasn't him. It was must have been his like who he considered his father. Because remember he picked up the helmet and was staring at it. Right. Because that that Bubba Fett or that guy who wore that helmet was like his father was killed by the Jedi. In that movie, right? Django, Django Fett, Django Fett, yeah. Um, so I'm sure he has a grudge against the Jedi for that. Yeah. So Bubba Fett's approach uh, unusual, and the girl assassin that's working with him, Vance. Mm-hmm. Have we seen her somewhere before? I feel uh, like we've yeah, seen she, her. Well, she was in the Mandalorian. What is she like here? Uh, his uh. Like an accomplice or sidekick. It, it was interesting. Because, Right-hand man. XO. Yeah. <laughs> because she was telling him, like, oh, that she was, like, she was telling him the things she was going to do for him, not, like, asking him. I just remember noticing that, like, I, I'm i going to send them in. I'm going to do that, whatever. I just thought, like, you know, oh, this yeah. baby is a guy who, a leader who appreciates people, you know, not Phoenix asking Shane. him. Just yeah, telling Phoenix. him how they're helping him. Yeah, Phoenix Shan is her name. So we're getting flashbacks. He's like, every time he goes into that pod for sleep or medical care or whatever, we're getting, he's dreaming or uh, flashbacking to uh, his time in the desert right after he gets found by the sand people, right? Yeah, then he gets, uh, yeah, the little people with the orange eyes. The Javas. Yeah, the Javas, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They stole all his stuff and then left him there. And then the sand people found him. And uh, it was kind of funny because the, the scene where they're dragging him through the desert and he's trying to walk behind those those uh, mammoths, whatever whatever they're called, that they're they're riding on, and he's trying to keep up. I'm like, man, I would just lay down 
<laughs> let him right. drag me. Right. And then he that's ended up what ended up happening. He's like, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. So he was a prisoner for a while, for a bit. Tried to escape. Yeah, but then that guy, um, that one guy, Clint, told on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely yeah. tell his name was Clint. Uh, right. <laughs> 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 he was nowhere cool enough to be named Clint. <laughs> There's been a new level set for awesomeness to maintain the Clint name. Okay, I'm oh, just gonna man. point this out. Every Clint I've met in real life has been a nerd. It's a thing. Man, you too? I'm kind of a nerd. I literally am on a video game podcast. <laughs> oh, Talking man. about Star Wars. Wait, where are my glasses so I could do the so- thing where I push them up? Like Did you guys ever see the movie? It's like, I don't remember, it's 1960s. Uh, man Named Horse. Mm-mm. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. It's a, it's old uh, Western where the guy, the guy gets captured by uh, Native Americans and he's dragged behind them like that, naked by, behind their horses. And he's basically like, you know, their slave. And then he does some stuff to prove himself worthy, you know, to not be chained up all the time. And then right. he goes on to be like, you know, part of the tribe and a warrior or whatever. That's that's basically where the storyline's being kind of being lifted from, I feel. Um, just kind of like uh, Dances with Wolves, right? With right, Kevin right, Costner. Right. You know, they would never accept him uh, yeah. until he helped defend the village or whatever. You know, so... A couple of cliched uh, storylines, you know, popping up here, but it works. So I'm assuming in this first episode that you know we're we're they gave us a you know a few scenes like that, and uh, we'll eventually figure out how he ends up being in, in charge of the job of the Hutt's old uh, syndicate or whatever. But yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to the story, and I could definitely see where Clint, who's not a Star Wars fan to begin with. Would that be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. I could definitely see how it comes across. I appreciated the, the callbacks, you know, to the, um, to the old movies that, uh, that they showed. And you have to appreciate uh, Disney's um, attention to the detail and the environments uh, for a TV show. Right. They really go all out to try to make you feel you're, you're there in like a, you know, in, in, in another world another part of the galaxy or another galaxy entirely right um with your visual effects and stuff the creature that they ended up fighting that he uh ended up killing to kind of gain the respect of the sand people that was kind of weird like it's just laying there underneath the sand there's just kind of some weird things though in the show right it's like they're right. digging for water that are and in the pods waters, in the sand yeah, like <laughs> right i didn't understand that at all and then that thing was like it was so shallow the way it was sitting there, but the sand wasn't disturbed at all in the area. Like, I, I don't know. Well, he's probably like, well, because, you know, a, a lot of the different things they have are like, you know, a play of things of our world, if you want to say, if you want to say so. Just like, you know, that one little spider, you know, that's in a desert that buries itself. And it's like, it does it, but you really can't tell it's there until you, yeah, you know, yeah, it's too yeah. late, you know. But it's like, um, I don't know, Tony. I appreciate it because it's like, you know, so when the two little pig things, you know, was like, um, you know, came up and she's like, hey, uh, you know, like they used to be loyal to 
job buddies be loyal to the other guys and he's like hey you know if i let you live you know will you be loyal to me and she's like bad idea you know what i'm saying but then when they get in the situation who come through those two little pig people you know they they over here you know being loyal and then um you know uh it, it was nice to see uh Phoenix Shan um to see her you know her abilities you know because she she's an actual assassin as well so when the other two you know start running off and she like ran up the buildings and she's like doing all her little city stuff and i'm like man this is exciting all right clint i don't know what he's talking about it's exciting all right clint ain't running up no buildings getting nobody yeah <laughs> you know? oh you know the, so the when she goes up there and she gets in the fight with those last two remaining uh assassins she disarms them and she has, you know, their own weapon turned on them and they're standing there. And I'm thinking, yeah. you only need one. Right. You only need one. Right. You only need one. And then, yeah. she, then she pushes the other guy off the top right. of the building. I was right. like, there you go. That Now that's right. good writing, right? Right. You know, you your natural one. instinct. Look, you're a villain you're or semi-villain, anti-hero, whatever. You can't, just you can't take both. You got to get rid of yeah. one of these guys. Right. And she did. She right. she lived up to what I my expectation expectation was in that moment of being right. a really good character that's going to do what do what needs to be done and she did it right and uh, so I'm glad that they went there like I appreciate that because that was my immediate thing was you only need one of these guys right so, yeah yeah and, you know just like you know he told her he's like hey. At least need one alive, cause he knows she's gonna kill both of them. I mean, you try to kill me, what you think I'm gonna do to you? You know, he's like, hey, I need one alive. So he's like, okay, yeah. I give you one. And he blew you know? that one dude up completely <laughs> right. with his little yeah. wrist missile. Hey, they never do that Breaking Bad. Hey, he should. He needs to consider using like, uh, you like didn't one that has like Breaking Bad, did you? two oh, rounds yeah. on it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, the uh, the two guards, the uh, uh, I can't remember what they're called, the pig guards. They proved yeah. uh, they proved their worth, right? And uh, they came up there slashing throats like it was right nothing. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, you know, you remember they were they were fed and washed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you see, but the thing is, like, so you know, and and his way may not be the typical way of ruling, but. Like you see how at the beginning, and and I think it maybe has something to do with how the sand people treat him because he's almost treating everybody, let's say, like they treated him. So, you know, like first it was kind of like, ah, you know, we're going to tie you up, you know, smack him around because, you know, like once he lost that fight, you know, they let him pretty much like, you know, gang up on him. But, you know, he, he got the trust of the dog, he got the trust of the leader, and he got the trust of the little kid. You know, because twice I want to say he saved that little kid life because the first time he ran away, he could have killed the little kid, but the little kid was like, ah, so, uh, you know, I'll let you go. Then he beat the dog up. He probably could have killed the dog with the dog like, ah, okay, okay. So, you know, then, like you said, once he fights the creature in the desert, you know, saves him, then, you know, he gets handed the water like, okay, all right, you know. So I think, you know, that may have something to do with how he's, you know, not really trusting everybody, but I don't need to break everybody off to show that I can rule. All right. Let's read a couple of other audience reactions to the show. We're going to go over to our fan favorites, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, this is some uh, uh, other audience members from Corey W. The first episode is a bit slow, but now that the places have been set and our appetites whetted, the book of Bubba Fett looks to live up to the legend of its larger-than-life protagonist. From Chris M., really good and slow start to the series. 
Looking forward to further exploring the culture and lore of Star Wars and more particularly uh, Tatooine. Glad we get some mechanical definitive answers to what happened after episode six. I am ready for whatever surprises down the road they have for us in this season. And here's one that Clint would like from Joseph R. Dull first episode fight scenes were horribly choreographed. Disjointed plot line flashbacks were all over the map. Bubba Fett feels more like a vulnerable old man than a bad beep bounty hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Garbage. (laughs) And then middle of the road from Doug L. Felt like they tossed Mandalorian leftovers in the microwave for lunch the next day. Didn't introduce any new people, places, or themes, or reintroduce the principles in a manner that showed me why this story needs to be told. I guess it's a little comforting to know Robert Rodriguez who phones it in sometimes too. I noticed that he was the director when it was closing. I saw that in the the title or the uh, credits. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. I'm like, dude, really? Really? <laughs> that, you're a professional, man. <laughs> like, right. You couldn't do better than this. Written by John Favreau. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. And that's what we got. Oh, well. That uh, on the old tomato meter, critic ratings at 40, standing at 85%. Audience score, 204 ratings, 76%. So pretty good, actually, uh, overall rating. So, a little bit all over the place, uh, even amongst our group, and between the the uh, quotes that I read. So Out of our group, it th- has a sixty six percent. So no, uh, yeah, you know, I'm thinking at least eighty something for eighty five for me. First episode, just because I like the callbacks, uh, right. and well, um, I just went two out of three, you know. We'll, we'll round you guys up 67% from the good to game radio podcast. Yeah. Hey, hey, we'll go with the we'll go to strong for the first episode. We can go strong 88, strong 88. But I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious to see exactly how uh, Bubba Fett got in this position of being uh head of the syndicate and uh what he's going to do with it. You know, once he kind of um uh, solidifies that position, you know, he needs to go take out that mayor. We know the mayor is one of the central assassins, right? Right. <laughs> right. All right, folks, if you have any comments, be sure to send us, uh, send it to us. You can send it to us on Instagram at Good Game Radio or go to our webpage, uh, goodgameradio.com. There's a, um, a email uh, form to send, uh, you can fill out there and send it in to us, or you can just send it to uh, Tony at goodgameradio.com. Uh, also, uh, be sure to subscribe to your favorite uh, on your favorite uh, podcasting app like iTunes or Spotify. Uh, we're on all the major ones and uh, check us out on Facebook too. And uh, you can subscribe there if you prefer to do everything through Facebook. All right. So appreciate you guys joining us and we'll see you later. Later. Later dudes. <laughs>